Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts and I am here to coach your world. I'm excited that we're all back for another uh, topic to discuss as you have read the topic. You see that today we will be discussing the impacts of emotional neglect. But before I get into that, I want to first thank you all, as always, for your constant support. I'm really excited about even some new listeners. I see the numbers have increased. Yay! Guys, keep sharing. Keep keep passing along the information. And um, let's just spread this good news Uh, throughout this entire world. I am also available for private coaching. So if you need a coach, a life coach, I am available. You can find out the information for that on my website at www.iamreneroberts.com. And you also can find that information on my social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram at Roberts. So Let's get ready to get into this. And as always, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and for progress for your life. So this childhood emotional neglect, that's where I want to kind of start this whole thing off. I am a firm believer in getting to the root of the matter. And so dealing with emotional neglect, a lot of times we try to focus right on uh, the immediate relationships that we're in. But understand that more than likely and 100% out of 100% of the time, uh, it is rooted in some form of childhood neglect. Now understand that childhood neglect is not always obvious. And guess what? It is not always intentional. Uh, but, you know, once we get into it, you'll understand why I mentioned that it's not always obvious and it's not always intentional. Uh, because I, I wanted to kind of diffuse you before you start shutting me off and blocking me, you know, not blocking me like from social media, but, you know, like blocking your ears, even though you're hearing it, but you're not really hearing me because I said certain things that may trigger you. So I want to kind of get those out there so we can kind of calm the triggers, and um, we could try to get through this episode before you totally trigger it off. Hopefully by the end, uh, because this is going to be a two-parter, but hopefully by the end of both episodes, you know, we would have kind of dealt with the trigger and brought some resolution to it so that you can move on into healthier flowing relationships in your current, okay? So, and I'm, I am reading because I did write down some points. So if I sound kind of choppy at times, it's, it's because I'm trying to read what I wrote. I did some research, and so I want to make sure I get this information to you properly. Now, understand, we all have a desire to be in healthy relationships. But we have to understand that this these healthy relationships can only be produced from a healthy space and that healthy space begins within our hearts. So I want to use these two episodes, the next two episodes to deal with our hearts, to deal with uh, the seat of our emotions, the place where our emotions lie, the place where our emotions are cultivated, the place where our emotions, uh, you know, they just kind of do what they do. And, and we have to learn how to start protecting that area and guarding it. You know, like the Bible says, you know, we're supposed to guard our heart with all diligence. Uh, and so that, that particular diligence means I have to put in the effort. I have to put in the energy. I have to put in the work. I have to be intentional about certain things and able to make sure that I am protecting the seat of my emotions. But, you know, 
we want the the relationship, we want the results or the, the positive results of what health brings. But once again, we don't want to do the diligent work. And so these episodes are literally going to provoke you. I hope they provoke you so much that you're just like, oh, I hate love her, you know, <laughs> because I, I, I want you to be moved, you know, to, to action, not just move to, you know, like, oh, my God, that was such a good podcast. And, oh, my God, listen to this, Susie. You know, this is so good for you. No, I want you to be so moved that you start implementing certain things immediately and you start learning to trust uh, um, your own emotions so that others can learn how to respect respect those emotions. You know, people don't respect what we don't trust within ourselves. And so we're going to get to this level of trust within ourselves because we're getting ready to learn how to protect ourselves in a healthy way. <clears throat> I'm so sorry, guys. My allergies are really cutting up, but um, I will not be recording just because I'm clearing my throat. So bear with me. All right, guys, bear with me. It's been a long time. <laughs> so here we go, guys. Here we go. Here we go. We want to deal with this today. Let's get into how childhood emotional uh, neglect even comes into being. I'm going to give you a few reasons that, you know, we, we grow up in these types of things, okay? Now, if you are like me, you may have been a part of a household that had very uh, emotionally detached parenting. And I say parenting because I was not raised uh, in the house with both parents, uh, but I was raised in the house with with two uh, adults that were that were parenting me. One was my mother, uh, but my grandmother, uh, she helped raise us. My mother and father were divorced when I was young, and so. I didn't have the mother-father dynamic. I had a grandmother and a mother who were both extremely strong black women, all right? I'm not talking of any island descent, just straight up black American, African American, whatever the category you like to call it, but you know, the the old the the down home country, uh old school, strict, you know, uh that kind of that that kind of that, that kind of parenting. And so um you know, I'm talking about the collard greens. Hey, cuz Thanksgiving's coming up, right? So yeah, the collard green cornbread cooking parents, they were the ones that raised us. And so if you were like me, uh, emotions were not dealt with. Emotions in children were not dealt with. And the emotional reactions and responses we saw coming from the parenting, uh, we're going to call them the parenting group, yes? Uh, they, they would come out so not good, you know? So I know in my house, we grew up with, you know, children say nothing, you listen, you're, you, you follow instructions, and then you go sit down somewhere, you know, uh, no matter what you felt like. And you could not express what you felt like because expressing like what you felt like came off as disrespectful. And so those are the types of, of things that, you know, parents did in that time, uh, you know, in the name of respect, in the name of keeping decency and order in the home and teaching children the, the hierarchy in, in the home, uh, but not realizing that they were causing so much suppression emotionally for the children um, that it impacted, started a negative impact in their lives. 
And so you would have parents that say things like, you know, uh, you're overacting for having certain feelings, you know. And if you've, if you've heard that before as a child or if you're saying it as a parent, we need to nip that in the bud. <laughs> There's no such thing as overacting for having feelings. You know, everyone's feelings are their own feelings. And feelings are so subjective to, you know, whatever is going on. Feelings are subjective to the individual and they're subjective to the situations. Uh, so we, it's not fair to tell kids that they're overacting. You know, realize that as parents and if you grew up under parents that never expressed their own emotions or they were very uncomfortable when when you expressed your emotions or you're very uncomfortable if your children are expressing their emotions, that's problematic. That is problematic because what we're causing are some emotional impairments. And we have to start kind of challenging these behaviors uh, in ourselves and, and showing or demonstrating to our children a new way of behaving in this manner. You know, we label our children or we were labeled as sensitive, you know, uh, a crybaby. You ever, you ever were called a crybaby or you ever called your child a crybaby? Don't do that. Stop. I need you all to stop. Don't do it anymore. Okay? We're, we're, gonna, we're changing behaviors because we're learning better. Why? Because what that does, it, 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 it kind of uh, demeans their expressions. So to not be called crybaby, uh, I have to suppress what I'm feeling because I may be a crier. Everybody's not a crier, but some people are, and that is okay. Uh, when your emotions are totally ignored or when you ignore uh, your kids' emotions. Uh, you're telling them to tighten up. You know, you want them to keep presenting this particular image. Uh, you know, don't don't show off on me. Don't cut up. You know, don't don't. Sh you're telling them not to show any emotions. You're telling them what you're telling them or what you have been told is that your emotions don't matter. You they do not matter. You don't need them, and that is inaccurate. And that is so unhealthy. And it has caused so many issues for children. And, you know, if you're like me. Uh, and honest with yourself, you know, you realize like, whoa, I've grown up with a host of issues uh, that have been attached to this right here. You know, a lot of our guilt complexes, our, our inner rage, our self anger, our, our lowest, our low self esteem, and even the way we see ourselves as flawed in our image. A lot of that is a result of that childhood emotional neglect. And I know, you know, trying to pull it together and thinking like, wow, that, that, that has a connection. Yes, it's a very strong connection. Uh, like we call it in the psychology, it's a very strong correlation between the two. And so we want to like address that and bring some healing in our lives so that we can start being um, healing agents for our children as well. Uh, another thing I, I want to kind of, let me, let me do this really quick. Let me say this. Neglect is when a parent fails to provide enough response and place enough value on emotions. So I, I want you to understand that's what neglect, that's what I'm talking about when I say neglect. Now, your parents may have uh, taken care of you very well, materialistically. You may have had a roof over your head, the best clothing, the best food, the best schooling. Uh, you know, you may have even been a lot allowed to be out and go and be free and, you know, go to different places and explore. But when there is a neglect, to when the parents fail to provide enough response and place enough value on your the emotions 
That is neglect. That is emotional neglect. So if any, if any of you have ever had parenting like that, or you are that parent, you understand that you are operating in neglect, and we want to try to start fulfilling that uh, the right way. Now, here are some things I'm going to give you. Let me look at my time. Okay, good. I'm doing good. Here are some things I want to kind of share with you that uh, you could use to start your steps forward in healing. And if, if not you, then your children. The next generation. Let's start them moving forward in healing. Uh, another side note: for some kids, I didn't. You know what? I did not know that HSP, which stands for highly sensitive person, is is an actual thing. Th- these are people that are born. Uh, they're genetically born with with um, sensitive emo. They're very sensitive. They're highly sensitive, and I know for myself. As a parent, I now realize, like, oh my God, I, I had, uh, I have a highly sensitive child. Like, they're not children, little kids anymore. They're all adults. But one of my kids are extremely, like, they were highly sensitive. They're still highly sensitive. Uh, they just learned how to manage it <laughs> as an adult. But I know that I mishandled my child. I know just looking at all of these things and learning and growing, I'm like, oh my God, because I would be like, this child is a crybaby. This child is getting on my nerves. This child should not be, you know, so sensitive. And I would say things like that. I would say it to my husband. I would say it to the child, you know, and I'm thinking, oh my God, I caused so much damage. But you know what? As we learn and grow, uh, we now, you know, Uh, share it so that people moving forward can correct their behaviors now. So take my errors and use it to rectify or correct some things in your own parenting. Even now, it is so important. You don't want your kids to have to grow up uh, dealing with things unfairly. And that was unfair. So going back to the healing, uh, I want to give you a few things uh, that we can use to start our healing from childhood emotional neglect. And once again, if you are not, if you have not experienced this, then use it going forward. We want to make sure uh, that we're passing these healing nuggets on. Yes. Let me see. I have five. Okay. So, you know, I like to deal in numbers. So don't judge me. Don't do that. Okay. So number one. Recognize and accept that you were neglected. This is the first step into healing. You have to recognize and accept that you were neglected. I told you a lot of times we don't want to even accept it. We, we see it, but we don't want to accept it. Uh, don't you talk about my mama. My mama did, you know, she did everything. Um, sorry, sis. Sorry, brah. No, mama did not do everything. She did everything she knew to do, but she did not do everything she needed to do. There's a difference, yes? And I'm talking as a mother. Uh, I did everything I knew to do at the time, but I did not do everything that was needed. Because if I had, uh, there are certain emotional issues my children would not have had to go through that they've had to endure because of my parenting. You see how I owned that right there? That's, and, and listen, the first time I ever owned that, it was hard as heck. I'm not even going to lie. Like, you know, my pride and everything, you know, swallowing hard and gulping. It's okay. Take it in. Recognize and accept it. Accept the fact. I accepted that when I accepted that I was uh Neglect, had neglect, had been a, a neglectful in, in emotional senses with my children, 
it made me realize how I had been neglected as a child. So I was able to acknowledge that also. You see how that works? So that was the first step. This is the first step to healing. So you see, Coach Renee's not talking to you. She's not talking down to you. I'm talking with you because I've been there. I've been there. I'm telling you. So I understand. The second thing, become more acquainted with yourself and start accepting you. That was another thing I had to walk through. After I realized and accepted the fact that, okay, I'm not only this emotion. I, I was not only this emotionally neglective parent at times. Don't, I'm, I'm not saying like I was this neglectful parent the entire time, but I did have moments. I remember those times. Uh, now that I've done that and I realized that I grew up under the same premises, I now had to learn how to become more acquainted with myself and start accepting me for who I am. Because that neglect had caused me to be, be, to be feel inferior. It caused me to, be, uh, to have low self-esteem. You know, it caused me to have a whole image problem, like everything about me was flawed image wise in my eyes. And that was all a part of or a result of the neglect. Um, Number three, embrace the validity of your feelings. They matter. They are important. You know, when you grow up in a, in a, uh, a neglectful situation, you don't realize how valid emotions are because they've never been um, they've never been validated. You don't realize how important they are because they've never been given a value. They've always been put to the side or or looked at as as negative in value. But I'm here to let you know today: you got to embrace the validity of your feelings. Embrace it. Say to yourself, this is valid. How I feel does matter. These emotions, there is nothing petty about them. There's nothing petty about your tears. There's nothing petty about that anger burning in your chest. There's nothing petty about that anxiety that's like a ball in your belly. There's nothing petty. Those things are valid. And they have come along with certain situations uh, that are provoking those responses in you. So embrace it. Number four, begin expressing your emotional needs. So after you embrace it, start expressing it. Start talking about them. Share it. You know, verbalize it. Put sound to it. Let someone hear, you know. Get with that person you trust. Get with that person that you need to express it to. And share your feelings. Do not back down because you feel like, mm, this is not that important. Uh, I need to tighten up. Remember, those are old things that old things that have been, uh, you know, trying to govern how you respond today. We want to kind of rid those things of control over our emotional realm. And then the last thing, commit to yourself that you will never neglect yourself again. You know, I will never neglect myself again. Once I have learned to do better, I now do better. You know, what I didn't do with my children, guess what? I do it with my granddaughter now. I do it with my godchildren now. You know, I didn't know any better then, but I know better now. And as adults, you know what? Here's I'm going to leave y'all on this punch note right here. Right here. This is about to punch you in the gut. This is, this is about to get y'all. Listen, we are cognitive beings. There is no reason... Wait, let me, I'm jumping ahead of myself. I'm getting too excited. We are cognitive beings with access to so much information that there is no reason we should not be growing. We should not be learning. 
We should not be embracing new approaches to the way we live our lives, to the way we handle our emotional realm, to the way we handle our children's emotional realms. There's no reason. There's no excuse. You know, the only logical thing I can think of that prevents us from doing what we should do to keep growing is that we don't want to do the work. So I'm encouraging you right here, right now. Let's start doing the work. Let's become diligent about making this thing, this change happen in our lives. Let's become um, more passionate. Yes, I like that. More passionate about our own heart, our own emotional health, so that we can extend it to our lineage. Now, I told you this is a part two-parter, so the next episode, I'm going to get into more signs and more impairments, and guess what? I'm also going to get into how we can break the cycle, start breaking this cycle in our lives. So I hope you join me next Friday. I'll be dropping that episode for you, and um, until then, keep listening to this one over and over. Get it in your heart. Get it in your hearing. Get it in your understanding so that you can start affecting change in your world. I will catch you guys next time. Have a good one. I am running.